Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out Podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to episode 151, the X People episode, featuring Quaffon's Busted Knuckle and Cider Boy's Peach County Hard Apple Cider. With your host, Dustin, and special guest, Allison. of a new show format uh, that we rolled out at the beginning of year three, where we start with the beer. That's okay. part of the thing. So I'm just going to go ahead and open that. That was for for your benefit, so you guys can hear that. Uh, so we're going to start with our in-beer, Quaffon. It is from Brown County, Indiana. Fun place. Never been, but I've heard lots of good things. Right. And so we only go to the Big Woods in Indianapolis, which is associated with Quaffon. And soon it will be up in Westfield. And Noblesville, from what we heard. Wait, multiple? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, fancy. I just knew about the Westfield one. Yeah, we heard it at a undisclosed place, but from a person, I'm not sure he was supposed to tell us. Ah, gotcha. So it's a... Magical mystery, possibly. Mm. Yeah, it could potentially happen. It could potentially not happen. <laughs> okay. Um, so, a little bit about the brewery. Quaffon. Yeah. At Quaffon Brewing Company, Gusto is part of everything we do. Our handcrafted beers reflect our passion for the brewer's art and our commitment to beers that excite and delight the Quaffer's palate. Quaffon Brewing Company was formed in 2012 in response to the demand for the iconic craft beers we developed at Big Woods Brewing Company, our brew pub located in the heart of Brown County, Indiana. Yeah, why Quaffon? Because from the day Big Woods threw open its doors in 2009, Quaffon has been the rallying cry, the toast, and the salutations of our loyal fans. Currently, Quaffon's beers are distributed all over Indiana. Look for us at your favorite watering hole and in the craft beer section and package stores throughout the state. If Quaffon is not served at your favorite place, send us a note and we'll get it there. Uh, If you're traveling our way to stop in and see us in Brown County and visit us in Nashville, that's Indiana, at Big Woods Village, where you enjoy fine craft beer, great food, and the best local entertainment. So the beer we have in front of us is the Busted Knuckle. I think this is my first beer that I had from Quaffon. That's nice. pretty good. It says Quaffon Busted Knuckle Balanced, Roasted Flavor, and Medium Mouthfeel Pale. Makes it a great beer for any occasion. This porter is in category of its own with a rich, complex flavor that's found fans from both sides of the beer aisle. Uh, it is 7.2% ABV. And one uh, twenty-seven IBUs, and I didn't even look up the geek reference. I am such a failure. Slacking. Ouch. I'm looking at um, Untapped right now, and I'm just looking at the different check-in amounts. And it looks like most of the guys have had this before. Mm-hmm. Everybody's had it before. You haven't checked in them before, though. 
I definitely had it though because mm-hmm. it was a keg at Robbie's wedding. Mm. Yeah, we've spent plenty of time at Quaffon or at Big Woods. That is. Mm-hmm. All right, number twenty-seven on the Geek IBU is Batman. Why? Because it was the first appearance in Detective Comics, number 27. Interesting. That's our geek reference of the moment, because we'll have more as we go on. So the the label of the bottle, we have this in a bottle. Yes. Uh, it's just kind of dusty, so I'm kind of hoping that it's not too terribly old. <laughs> but, you know, you know how liquor stores go. Uh, it's got a, a fist. The traditional busted yeah. knuckle mm-hmm. looking fist. Kind of reminds me of Wolverine without <gasps> the claws. Yeah. So that's kind of why I picked this one. Uh, plus, they always get into a fight. If you've ever seen the cartoons, they're always fighting. Physically. Physically fighting. <laughs> Physically fighting. So, you know, it just reminded me of that. Uh, the What color would you say that? Like a... It's like a reddish brown. Yeah. Like a earthy clay kind of reddish brown. I was thinking kind of like a Merlot-y, but not as dark. It's, yeah, it's a little more brown than that. Yeah. But the Quaffon logo says handcrafted on there. It says Brown County. And then the usual... Uh, oh, it says the message what I just read also on there as well. So the... The little spiel. Yeah, the little spiel. Yeah. Pretty plain. Nothing like overly exciting about the label. I do like the lady face from the Quaffon like branding. Oh though. yeah, the mask looking thing. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. All right, the color of the beer now. I'm going. Mm. I have the the beer colors thing coming up. Definitely it's not. Pretty dark. Yeah. All right. So the color of this one. If we hold it up to the light, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Different. It's pretty dark. It is. It is pretty dark. I was hoping that it would be number forty-two. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. But it's not. It's a little bit darker than that. Yeah, it is much darker than that. It is closer to, like, in a forty-eight or a forty-nine. Right. I'd so I'd go closer to like a forty-eight. Yeah. So like a Caesar's fur. It's unfortunate because Magneto's helmet would have been perfect, but I think we'll go with the Caesar's fur. Yeah, it's definitely not black, black like a K2SO or anything like that, but it's right. pretty dark brown. How's it smell? Like a porter. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> typical. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I can, I can kind of smell, I would say, little hints of, like, cocoa. Maybe. Yeah. I was thinking like a little bit of chocolatey kind of sweetness. Yeah, I thought at first like I smelled vanilla, but I don't think it was vanilla. I think there's something else that I smelled. I'm not sure. You can still smell like the bittery depth of the porter that you would expect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But there is a little bit of sweetness there. Does it say what they... It just says rich and complex. It doesn't say what they use to it make does, it yeah, fancy. For sure. It doesn't say any of that stuff. Sneaky, sneaky. Mm-hmm. So secretive, Quaffon. <laughs> Ready to taste it? Yep. Not as sweet as it smells. Correct. Yeah. However, Which I'm not mad about it because I would expect more of a sweetness in a stout. Mm-hmm. And this is a porter. So I don't expect that as much. Right. Which I'm fine with because, again, porter. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so Untapped says out of uh, 16,000 check-ins yep. that the average is 3.75 bottle caps. Yep. Uh, we've had seven friends checking in. I've had seven friends checking in. I've had four, but I'm also yeah. not as... Yeah, not as connected. Not as widespread as you all. Yeah. Uh, Doyle Doyle, my friend Doyle Doyle, uh, he gave it a 375. He stuck with the usual. He got it at Granite City. Uh, Paley Paul Pale had it. He gave it a four. Yep. He had it a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, Christian D., uh, he said it smelled like lake water. Oh, so rough. he probably had a he had probably had a rough batch or something. He gave it a two point seven five. Yeah, ouch. which is still pretty good considering. If it smells like lake water. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Gone V Six, Chris Leland, as gave always. It, yes, as always <laughs> gave it a four point five. Uh, my friends had to take off, but I needed more beer. Decided to have this one, so perfect. Paley Paleo Paleo gave it a four again as well. Yep. Uh, Matt Muncie, uh, he usually doesn't rate beers, but he gave this one a four. Hmm. Usually just checks in, doesn't rate it. Chris again, Chris again, Chris again, Chris <laughs> again, Chris again. Jeez. Mr. Gombe 6, Mr. Gombe 6, Mr. Gombe 6. Jeez. Yeah, I know. He likes it. I guess so. Yeah, Keith gave it a four. Yep. Saf gave it a two, but this was in 2014. It's, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's probably changed a little bit for him. I'm just going to say, Keats is also from 2014, so... Yeah. I was going to say, I have one other friend that wasn't mentioned, Katie, who is on here, who gave it a 4.5. Oh, nice. So, you know, some interest in that. She is a little bit more into the danky, more intense beer flavor, so it's, if yeah. that's something you're into, you might take her word for it a little bit more. Right. But anyway, okay. Robbie's wedding, we also had this beer. It was in yeah, a Robbie had this in a, in a keg, yeah. So I had my fair share. I just <laughs> not sure why I didn't check it in at all. Because you were at a wedding and yeah, there was. was no service at mm-hmm. said wedding. Because That's very true. Wedding, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, middle of nowhere down oh, in Franklin. I was gonna say yeah. Absolutely. No nowhere. offense, Franklin fans, yeah. but you have horrible cell service in your area, and I feel for you. I'm gonna go ahead and check it in. Same. Sweet. I gotta write much. Not gonna take a picture because I don't do that stuff. Me either. I don't care enough right now. If we were someplace cool where I could take a cool picture, I would. Yeah, but right now it's just our desk. Right. Nothing it, fancy. Nothing. Other than I built this desk for you, so. I mean, yes. That's fancy. Enough. Sure. All right, so I gave it a 4.25. <laughs> I gave it a 4. Cool. I uh, like the flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it tastes better out of a keg or on draft. Yeah. Uh, better, because I've had them on both keg draft. This is the first time I've had a bottle of it. Yeah. Uh, I had it in a can once, but mm. like I think I think bottle is not as impressive. I don't like it as much. Yeah, I definitely think it's not as good when it's slightly warm either. It's one of those I would prefer more cold. Yeah, but it's porter. It's supposed to be. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why I rated it only a four because it's not bad. The temperature it's supposed to be to be served, right? But that's right. probably one of those that would go down a little bit easier if it was probably colder. Yeah, probably. But it's not bad. I mean, it's a porter. It's nothing fancy. I mean, right. it doesn't have any, like, outstanding, like, ridiculous, like, oh, I have to drink this. But it's also not like, I'm not going to drink this. So that's what I give it a solid for. It's like, yeah, I would order that again. If I had other options, mm, we'll see. But right. if I wasn't sure what I wanted and I knew I wanted something dark, why not? Go for it. Absolutely. All right, so... 
today's episode. Today's episode. The X people mm-hmm. episode. I tried I try to not assume genders when it comes to the X Men. They're women on the team as well. There are women on the team and there's lots of them. Lots of them. But originally I'm pretty sure it was like mostly men. Besides yeah, like the sexist more. men. But, you know, it was also what, the sixties? Sixty four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so mink. Alright. So what we're doing today uh, is we are ranking uh, we're making two rank lists here. Yes. We could have broke this apart, but I think we can get away with it. Uh, because I would like to do further episodes on X-Men, but kind of do showcases or spotlights on specific X-Men. So, what we did is we generated our top ten yes. for villains and for heroes, superheroes. Mm-hmm. And then Allison took the time, lots of effort here. Oh, yeah. Where so she much. went and she got the top tens from several different sources. Correct. And then averaged them out... Yes. Into a, an aggregate top ten, and uh, then we're gonna sources. and then we're gonna compare those uh, to ours. Uh, she has hers, and she knows because she wrote them. I have no idea where a lot of these lie, so we'll be interested to see where we all uh, end up. Yeah, I feel like top five was very easy, mm-hmm. and then after the top five, it got a little more sticky. And I noticed that with the rating scales that we both had to like. Well, what number am I on? What, yeah. what, how many more do I need? And then also with just the amount of, like, it's not outliers because in this situation they're not, but essentially outliers of these randos that come in at the bottom five of that list and you're like, well, they get, like, a point because they're on the one list but not on the other two. And then, yeah. So there's a bunch of, I guess, strain, pull in different directions based off of what you think is important in the universe of marvel and in x-men specifically and then also you know what your rating is based off of as far as your own experience with x-men if you're taking into account just comics if you're taking into account you know if you have more experience with the animated series Mm -hmm. or the movies um with my case i majority know about the movies and then a little bit of the animated series i haven't personally read any of the comic books directly even though we have wolverine i mean i've read deadpool i have the origin story of deadpool like i know that one but i forget that sometimes he's an x-men because of him being an anti-hero so i don't really associate him with the rest of the x universe um as much as some other people will um he still made my list but uh, for the most part, it's just kind of a different way of viewing things based on right. your experiences. Absolutely. My experience is uh, animated series first. Right. And because of the animated series, I did a lot of research into the comics. I didn't read a whole lot of comics. The majority of the comics that I read were like the Wolverine series, the Wolverine versus the Hulk and mm. you know things like that. Uh, but the Uncanny X-Men is my favorite. Oh, yeah. And then the movies came, and obviously I enjoyed them. Uh, huge fan. But... Um, Some of them. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of them are great. <laughs> right. For sure. The new arc, though, is kind of good. Yeah. I like, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Right. Anyway. All right. What so do you want to start with? I want to start with your list. I want... I want Yeah, your list, my list, and then the aggregate. So we'll see how far off we are. Okay. Well, yeah. I had the you know, pleasure of doing all the research. So I kind of had a, a pulling on my, you know, thought processes. So I'm not sure if this is hundred percent my list or a compromised list of my top 10, because I had experience listening to other people's top tens before I wrote down my own. 
So I probably should have done mine before I did the yeah, research, probably. but I definitely didn't do that. Um, so of my opinion after the fact of doing this research, um, so just to start, do you want to do top down or bottom up? Because I know uh, you're a fan of the bottom up. We're going bottom up. Okay. We're, we're, it's a surprise to get to number one. Okay. Please and thank Is you. it really though? I feel Absolutely. like it's not. I, no, it, it's really not. Okay. Anyway, so number ten. Number ten. I picked Banshee. Ooh. Yeah. I was like my little uh, Sonic Scream Warrior Banshee mm-hmm. from Irish mythology. Um, number nine. I picked Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Um, he resonates. Kurt Wagner. Yeah, he resonates with my little uh, Catholic raised heart, and I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, eight. I picked Cyclops, even though he's the bane of Dustin's existence. I'm also a rule follower and a stickler, so therefore I resonate with him also. Uh, he's also just a badass when he wants to be if he just unleashes his power. Um, seven. I picked Cable. Mm. Yeah, because he's a, yeah, badass. Like, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure, hardcore. Yeah. Um, then Storm, just because the power to manipulate the atmosphere is very important and highly underrated, I think. Um, number five, Professor X. Again, mind control. You know, being able to reach out and mess with people. It's always great. Um, number four, I put Kitty Pride, um, for who she represents as a super powerful female also for someone who has you know an alien dragon um and someone who has been so instrumental in forwarding lgbt issues um she's one of those that i really like um number three i picked jean gray um not including her as like the phoenix era struggle um i'm talking pre that so the contribution she made as you know someone who has a doctorate in science and medical whatever knowledge um number two is my favorite boy deadpool because i love him and obviously he can do a lot of things you can basically destroy him and he just you know grows back together uh, or pops out baby limbs it's fine uh and then number one was wolverine because he's the only one who seems to be able to stop half the things that are happening when they happen so you can't really underscore that any more than it already is Mm-hmm. Do you want to do your list? Oh yeah, Next of yeah, heroes? absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. So number ten is my least favorite hero of all time, uh, <laughs> Cyclops. But he has to be on the list because he just has to be on the list. He didn't have to be. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he, I don't know. Felt like he kind of had to be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Number nine. Uh, I had Jean Grey written down, uh, but after upon like further like you know, thought about how much of a powerful badass she is. She more fits the line with the villain, in my opinion. So I'm going to take her off of that list. And I'm going to go with Bishop. Oh, nice. Uh, Days of Future Past is one of my favorite story arcs. Mm -hmm. So the comic book story arc and the uh, animated series story arc, they had Bishop as the one who goes back in time. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the the movie version, Kitty Pryde goes back in time. Right. Or takes Wolverine back in time. Right. So... I think I'm good with replacing Bishop right there. He's a badass, for sure. Uh, number eight, I have Rogue. Um, Rogue. Yeah, her superpowers are intense. I don't know really um, her how effective she can be in a fight other than stealing powers, but we'll just go with that. I mean, if you could steal someone's really powers who are really good, you could be yeah. really good. For sure. Uh, number seven, I have Storm. Storm was one of my favorite, uh, characters in the animated series, the uncomic, uh, the uncanny ones, mainly because the way that her suit fit her. (laughs) 
and she flew and did lightning stuff and uh, if you know anything about my gaming career I always picked heroes and characters that had electricity type things so I was always a fan of that uh, number six uh, nobody's ever said this name as a hero but I like Colossus a lot <laughs> yeah uh, I was surprised by that one yeah he he's Russian he's strong uh, he's made of metal and oh. I had a warrior in World of Warcraft back in 2007, and he was a little short guy, and his name was Colossus. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number five, I have the dead and the pool uh, together. He is enjoyable. I don't know much about his X-Men life, but he's still enjoyable, especially if you think about the movies. Definitely. Number four, Gambit. I think Gambit was my favorite growing up. Of all time, but obviously it was very short-lived. Right. Uh, number three, Nightcrawler. I just love Kurt Wagner, at least in the movies. Is, yeah, he's, he's super hilarious. fun. Yeah. Uh, number two, I have Professor Xavier. Without him, you wouldn't have an X-Men, right? That's true. So he's on my list. And then number one, I have the Wolverine. Yes. Because, obviously. It's, all right. Do you want to go over the fan base ranking for the Absolutely. heroes? Yeah. All right. So this was an amalgamated list off of at least three websites. Um, we can link those, I'm assuming, somewhere. Um, Sci-Fi Wire, um, The Top Tens, Dorkly, Ranker.com, Newsrama, all those places I searched for things. Basically, if it came up on a Google search for top 10 X-Men heroes, villains, I at least sourced it to try and get a general idea of what people were thinking. Um, so, of those places and my averaging of said lists, it starts with fans say top 10 hero, number 10, Psylocke. Really? Yes. She came in at number 10. Um, and then, of course, again, due to averaging um, and different lists, Gambit and M both came in a tie for number 8. Number 7 was Professor X, obviously. Um, we had another tie for 5th at Deadpool and Cyclops. Number 4 was Nightcrawler. Number 3 was Storm. Number two was Jean Grey, and number one was Wolverine. Mm-hmm. One thing that was pretty consistent throughout was everyone said Wolverine was number one, regardless of basically whichever website he looked at. Except for one where he wasn't on the list at all, which was very weird, and that's why I included that list. That was a sci-fi wire. They didn't include Wolverine on their top ten list at all, which mm. I thought was very interesting. But they had lots of different like characters who people probably didn't think about and had a lot of yeah. like just interesting thoughts about what was going on and why they picked who they picked. Um, a lot of kind of either once or reformed bad guys or things like that of that nature to try and like, you know, kind of make it a more even, um, you know, these people are good and when they're doing good, then they're even extra awesome. Essentially. Anybody stand out to you there besides Psylocke, which you were kind of like, huh? Yeah. The Psylocke was, uh, it was confusing for me for sure. Uh, but everybody on that list is, you know, the top five, top six are essentially 
or I mean, skip one and go back down to Professor Xavier and then Gambit. Like those are the right. the main grouping of X Men that everyone knows right. from the animated series or you know whatever. So that doesn't really surprise me at all. Uh, I mean, if the other list had you know crazy other ones, then M made the list. Yeah, uh, Emma Frost could have made the list. She did. Yeah. Yep. So Jubilee could have made the list. Yep, she did too. <laughs> so Yeah, there was lots of outliers or you know, like non traditional characters that people don't necessarily think of as either heroes or just don't even come to mind when you consider yeah. X Men. Um but there is a pretty extensive list of who is an X Men. Um and, you know, based off of just ever being a part of the group, Magneto's technically on that list. So is he really an X Men? I mean he was at one point. Do you consider him? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we didn't because he's more prominently portrayed as a villain and he does that very well. Um, but I mean, just like, it's it's just like Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. We had this discussion Yeah, we did. where we decided to leave them off of the hero list because they're portrayed as, uh, founders of the brotherhood of mutants, which is a terrorist organization. Right. Uh, but in the movies, Quicksilver is a good guy. Right. Which is weird. And awesome. I love him. It is awesome. I love him. Me too. But it's just one of those things. Because I was thinking, you know, one of my top ten was going to be Scarlet Witch. And then I had to, you know, I was like, Dustin, you didn't pick her. And she's like, because she wasn't a hero unless she was in the Avengers. So that's not included in the X-Men. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, you're right, I guess. I didn't really think about it. That she's not really a hero in the X, you know, side of the universe. So it's interesting to kind of deal with what you think you know about a character from just one perspective like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it was, you know, Marvel superheroes, obviously it would be a much longer list and she wouldn't be my top 10 on that, but she right. would be if we were talking about like mutants in Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. So interesting things. Right. But yeah. So villains. Nope. No? Beer. Beer. Okay. Beer first. Yep. Villains later. Beer first, villains later. <laughs> All right, so next up we have the Peach County Cider from the Cider Boys. So give us a moment to pour this out or pour it into our glasses, <laughs> and we'll be right back. While we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drink In Geek Out. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, drinkingeekout.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at drinkingeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. In front of us we have Cider Boys, Peach county apple peach hard cider yes um i got this mainly because uh cider boys on an x-men episode i didn't get that reference at first so people are gonna have to like rewind that and be like what cider boys x-men i'm like oh okay <laughs> you don't have a nerdy mind like me i do i just didn't make the connection Right. Clearly. Okay. Also, I got Peach County because I know you like peach. I do. So I was trying to, because there's occasionally when I pick beers for an episode, I would look for a theme and then I get it and then it's like, oh, 
Dan, these are both IPAs, or yeah. one's an IPA, you can't have one. So I made sure that I got two beers that you would be able to get and eat and drink. That I like. That you it's would not like. that I can't drink an IPA, it's just I don't like it. Right. So it's worthless. Absolutely. So a little bit about the cidery. Yes. Two very refreshing guys. One idea. <laughs> Create unique hard ciders blending unexpected fresh fruit flavors with a crisp taste of apple. That's all I say on the website about them. Wow. All right. Yeah, they're Concise. awesome. Okay, cool. So about this beer. The ice chill of bottle smiles at the heat of the day. Thirst quenching apples and the ripe fuzzy peach collide in a fantasy blend. Ooh. Crank up the piano keys. Wow. Dance if you want to, but leave your friends behind. It doesn't say that, but it is a dance if you want to. When summer breezes soar under the light of a crescent moon, this is your party. Okay. Yeah, it's very, very long-winded for their about me to have nothing. <laughs> and it have, means it tells you nothing about the actual beer or cider. Right. Uh, this is available March 1 to August 31. So we uh, got it until a couple weeks. After the fact. After the fact. So it's probably the last that they brewed and shipped out. So it's probably just a couple weeks just sitting there. 5% ABV. There's no IBU, so I can't give you the reference. That's okay. Yeah, we will survive. So the bottle just looks like the... Because we got this bottle. Just looks like all of the other ones. The, the, the wood slats and the blue coloring. I think they change colors, but it's always yeah. the wood slatty things. It is always a plank look with yeah. an apple mixed with whatever fruit that they're mm -hmm. mixing it with. It's always the same font. Always the same style overall but yeah i think the background color of the wood will change based on what they have because i'm pretty sure the green one is the apple apple one uh, i mean it's gonna be everything that we see they actually tell you the calories and stuff on here don't want to look don't want to know <laughs> yep. government warning nothing about the beer on there at all or the cider at all on there but i'm not surprised most ciders don't need to give you like a this yeah. is a cider guess what it has apple in it because it's a cider. <laughs> yeah. This is it's going to taste like apple. This is made with cider. <laughs> Goku? Probably Goku's ghee. Ghee. Or Clyde's ghost. Probably Goku. Probably goes Goku on this one. I can't really tell because the color's off from my angle, but I'm thinking I'm thinking of Goku. Yeah, Goku. Uh, yeah. Maybe a Clyde. I don't know. Clyde's ghost. I, I will just go Goku. Whatever. It's close. Yeah. It's a close mix. Oh, it smells like a peach liquor. Yep. Yep. All right, we're done. Let's drink. <laughs> <laughs> schnapps mixed with apple schnapps. It's incredibly smooth mm -hmm. with a little bit of sour at yep. the end. Tastes like peaches. It does. And apples mm -hmm. at the end. Definitely peach forward. Yep. Very peachy. Very apple at the end. Very delicious. Was it even on untapped? Two hundred twenty-two thousand check-ins for Peach County, uh, three point nine three. Oh, we didn't mention this. They are in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. So when we make a trip up to Wisconsin again, we'll yep. see if we can swing over there, as well as New Glarus. Um, no IVs, which makes me sad. No friends. I haven't had anyone check it in. What about you? Same. No friends. Wow. Well, then I'm going to take a look at uh, any comments because we don't have any friends, and I don't see any. Nobody's really saying anything about this. You would figure if 22,000 people checked it in, that they would say something about it. Nobody likes talking, I guess. 
I guess. I mean, similar to me, I don't really write things out sometimes. UFC. Good food. Great beer. That's what I found. Hmm. One one comment, which had nothing to do with the actual beer or cider. Cool. It says lovely. Great peach. Love this cider. Well, it is a great peachy flavor. Check it Pretty out. peach and easy to drink. That's That's pretty much the content I'm getting. Not a whole lot of content, really. Mm-mm. I just went ahead and checked it in. <laughs> I'm working on that, too. Yeah. So, I'll go ahead. I give it a four. It's, I love the peach flavor. It's really nice. It's not too sour. Um, I'd say it's solid for yeah. being a cider. If this is a peach IPA, maybe it'd be weird, but as a cider, <laughs> yeah. it's good. For sure. Yep, I gave it a 4.25. Just because I happen to love peach, and therefore... Cannot lie. It's delicious. Yeah, we'll drink this. We have five bottles for you. Definitely a good summery flavor. Mm -hmm. Now that even summer's over, I would still drink it. It still gets pretty warm, so. Right, yeah. During the daytime. For sure. Yep. Yep. I like. Good. Okay, villains. Villains. Yeah. So we went over our top ten of our heroes. Now it's time to go over... The top ten of our villains. If you've jumped ahead for whatever reason, go back and listen to the heroes. They're better. They're real nice. They're heroes. I don't know. Let's start with your villains since I went first last time. Alright, my villains. Perfect. So, I just... I I know I can can read that. I just... uh, When when she was... You asked me for my list, I just started naming. Yeah. So, who knows if they're in the order that they should be. But these are what came to my mind first. And I started from the bottom first, and you got mad, so I had to switch it up. I did, because I don't like writing from the bottom up and getting pen all over my hand. Right. So, number ten, Asriel. Uh, mainly from first class, I don't really know. He's the father of Nightcrawler, but he's still a bad guy. Yes. Um, him and Mystique. Asriel and Mystique. He's mm-hmm. a love child, and it's Nightcrawler. Is it actually Mystique? Yeah. Because, you know, it says a lady with blue skin. That doesn't necessarily mean it's Mystique. But yeah, pretty sure it is. Yep. Number nine, Pyro. He's always fun in the com- in the comics and the the animated series. He had more control of the fire than what he did in the, in the movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number eight, The Blob. Super underrated uh-huh. villain. Uh-huh. Uh, in at least in the comics and in the animated series, the TV that he was only in, or in the movie he was only in Origins, and he was just kind of in Origins. Yeah, it was kind of like a weird. Yeah, it was awkward. a boxer, just I like pizza. Yeah, being fat and weird. Yeah, number seven, Mystique. Uh, she's good in the movies, but she ba- she bad bitch. I mean, she struggles. Yeah, she struggles. She's a little struggle bussy. Uh, number six, kind of an X-Men storyline villain. I still think it counts because we're counting Wolverine anyways. Uh, but the Silver Samurai. That's a good one. I didn't even think about him, honestly, until you said your list. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's pretty badass. But again, I don't. I didn't consider him because mm-hmm. I was thinking X-Men totality, not just Wolverine specific. Right. Number five, Striker. Mm-hmm. So back to back, you know, villains of X, uh, Wolverine, Striker, and yeah, but Striker is a villain for the X Men too, just because he hates all the mutants, yeah. including his own son. So mm-hmm. I mean, it is an X Men issue, right? Number four, 
I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Have wow. you seen that Kim, uh, that thing, the video? Uh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> when we're done. Okay. When we're done. I have a video for you. Oh, God. It's going to blow your mind. Is it? Yes, it will. Okay. Number three, Magneto. Yeah. I think that's pretty much overwhelming. Uh, oh, or underwhelming, because I think a lot of people have Magneto as, like, number one villain of all time. Yeah. And he is, like, Xavier's main rival, so I get it. But he's also been a good guy. Yeah, he's also been a good guy, and he's not quite as strong as the other two. Uh, number two, the Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, that's the only reason why I left Jean Grey off the list, because she's so much better as the Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Even though she's the villain. <laughs> yeah, Phoenix is such a strong character. I love it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And then number one on my list was the Apocalypse. Uh, Mr. Sinister was on there, but he's a... Uh, Mr. Sinister is more of like a Cyclops villain, and I fucking hate Cyclops, so I didn't really add him on my list. <laughs> but the Four Horsemen in the Apocalypse is the best storyline in X-Men, next to Days of Future Past. Don't get me started. Okay. Well then. Don't at me. Please add me, actually. Go ahead, at me. Do it. Yell at Dustin for being wrong. And you can say you agree with me. So I had a bonus because during my discussion of heroes, my number 11, because she's not a villain that I thought of to make on my list, but I do appreciate her as Scarlet Witch. Because um, I love her. So shout out to Scarlet Witch, even though she's a bad girl. In this she bad series. Um, so I put number 10, Mystique. Uh, mostly because of her mental manipulation of Professor Xavier and Wolverine. Not necessarily because I think she's a bad or a good villain. I think it's more or less the um, relationship that she carries with her, you know, fellow X-Men and like how that kind of draws them off sides. Essentially, they don't really know what's going on. They don't know where her thoughts are. So that makes her more deadly or more, um, you know, villainous because they don't understand like where she's coming from and understanding like, how upset she is all the time and what she's dealing with um, and her just draw to Magneto and how that kind of plays into her relationship with everything. Um, so I don't highly rate her as a villain. I more highly rate her as someone who struggles with knowing what she wants and how to get to the end that she wants. But I put her at number 10. Um, number nine, I put the blob after Dustin's recommendation because I had it originally um, as, who did I have it originally as? Who did it? Oh, the Hellfire Club. Because Emma. Emma Frost. Mm -hmm. um, number eight, I put Sabretooth. Um, just because of the continual relationship he has with Logan overall. Um, the continued, you know, struggles he has as far as being a part of the X-Men and then coming back and kind of just being like, this isn't worth it and I'm used to doing things my way and this is the way I want things done. Um, you see him later on kind of dealing with other people and kind of recruiting other mutants into his schemes and then kind of being like, haha, F you, I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to leave you in the dust. Um, so he's pretty smart. He's pretty, you know, agile. He's obviously vicious. Um, so just a lot of a good combination of options for him. Number seven, I put Juggernaut just because relatively unstoppable, <laughs> you know, for the most part. Um, number six, I put Mr. Sinister. Um, obviously, my lack of hatred for Cyclops has led me to that. Um, I think, again, part of the Sinister, part of that whole storyline, I think it's really interesting. I think, you know, he has a lot of twisted ideals, all that fun stuff. 
Um, number five, I put Magneto because I'm not as sold on Magneto being a true bad guy. I am, I have a psychology background, um, and therefore the fact that I understand his backstory as a tortured child, literally, um, I don't contribute that all to his villainous, um, you know, standing. I think he's someone who could use some serious therapy. Um, but for the most part, um, his, again, I think his villainy is tied to the fact that, um, Xavier really wants to have a relationship with him, just like with Mystique. And I feel like that's more of the treachery that's involved rather than him actually having powers over people. Um, except for, you know, when it comes to Logan, because that's kind of badass. But for the most part, like, if he, you know, has his helmet off, he's toast. Like, <laughs> Professor Xavier can just be like, nah, you're, you're done. Um, so there is some kind of malleability there. Um, next, uh, number four, I have Stryker, just because of his continual efforts to basically turn hatred against all mutant people, um, being in the government, having high standing, doing all those things that he can do to hate himself, hate his own children, and kind of just turn everything around on them. Um, number three, I put the Sentinels kind of in that same vein, um, dealing with the hate, um, dealing with people's fears and just kind of having to deal with all of those things. They're pretty persistent, especially in the new movies. They come off as pretty intense. Mm -hmm. Um, number two, I put apocalypse, um, because he's the original mutant. He's pretty, you know, intense as far as jumping through time and space, doing what he wants, um, with his four horsemen. But I put number one as dark Phoenix, just because dark Phoenix is the only one who can defeat apocalypse. And then the only one who could defeat dark Phoenix was Wolverine. Um, Dependent upon your, you know, background, viewpoint, whatever. Technically, he's the only one who can defeat her. Um, and so that's why I put her number one, because she is relatively immune to most of the issues that, or the heroes that would come at her. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of rated them against each other as well as against heroes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So a fan-based one. Fan-based ranking. Again, this is an amalgamation of multiple different websites. Um, as far as input, we averaged out, well, I averaged out all the rankings um, and tried to make them, you know, relatively fair. Um, again, we did have some funky websites that came up with some pretty different characters, um, some things that you might not have heard of. Um, obviously, if you haven't heard of some of these people, totally understandable. Um I definitely would suggest Googling um, because some of these have some pretty cool backstories if you've never heard of them. And so there were a couple of ties with this one as well. Again, the averaging system isn't perfect, but it was something that we could do with enough, you know, time resources. Um, so we have a tie for number 10. Um, so coming in at number 10, we have Pyro and Cassandra Nova. Cassandra Nova, if you don't know, is Professor Xavier's um, twin who he murdered in vitro um interesting backstory if you haven't heard of her go check her out number nine is the hellfire club again including emma frost um number eight uh Sabretooth. we had a tie for sixth with the sentinels and mystique number five was juggernaut we had another tie for third place with mr sinister and dark phoenix Number two was Apocalypse, and number one was Magneto. 
So kind of a non-shocker there. Your two biggest characters have the most votes because they're the most known. Um, so nothing that should be too surprising to anyone who's ever done like a fan base ranking of anything. Um, whoever obviously has the most screen time is going to have the most notability. So again, Magnino Apocalypse having that giant movie that came out that was that did really well and was really good. Um, and yeah. then Dark Phoenix being on that list too, just because of the you know all of the anticipation for that movie coming out as well. Mm-hmm. Mr. Sinister, though, not movie based, I don't believe. There's never no, been a movie, no movie with him. No. So interesting they, that he made such a high standing, but I can see yeah. it. They actually teased it, but I don't know if it ever will be made. Right. Because people hate Cyclops. Or at least the actor. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's yeah. it's in the air still. I don't know. We're down for some Sinister Six. Yeah. Same. But, you know, we'll see. You never know. Hollywood changes overnight sometimes. You never know what's going to happen. Right. But yeah, so that is our final list. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to let us know what you think. Tell us if we missed anyone that you think should have been on here. Um, I'd be really interested to see if anybody has any opinions on somebody we missed because there's lots of characters out there, obviously, who have lots of different powers. Um, obviously, right. we're all, we all have our own like favorites. But yeah, someone's like, I'm a Sunspot fan. You forgot Sunspot. Get out of here with your list. <laughs> all right. We, we got you. Hellfire Club, man. We got you. Still. <laughs> you never know. But yeah, so there's a couple on the fan rank list that I had to like take a minute to like go look up. I'm like, who is Cassandra Nova? Like, she wasn't somebody who I had a lot of experience with up until today. Um, so I did do a little research on her backstory. Pretty interesting. Right. Pretty intense. Um, right. Definitely later comic book series. You're talking 90s, early 2000s, as far as her introduction and what she means for the group and all those things. But pretty intense. Yeah. Got a little dark, but you know, that's what happens when you kill your twin in utero. Strange. Yeah. Professor Xavier, Dark Streak from the beginning. Watch yeah. out. Look out. All right. Favorite of the movies? Mm-hmm. Apocalypse. So, yeah, that's probably my favorite is that whole that mm-hmm. story arc with Apocalypse. I think that one was the best done. I also believe it has the most um, repercussions from what we had to, you know, go through <laughs> in the beginning of these X-Men. Yeah. So I like that it kind of not undoes what had been done inappropriately or wrongly, but it does fix a lot of those issues. <laughs> yeah. So does Days of Futures Past. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. with uh, the the way the they change things. Definitely, in, both of them are very in good. In the past, and it comes with. I would say that one's my favorite one. Yeah. There's a lot of hype going into that one. I watched that trailer like a hundred times yeah, leading up to it. Yeah, I think as far as like a like a X Men movie that could be like most. I don't know, accessible or like something that you don't have to like X-Men necessarily to watch. I think Logan did a really good job of kind of mm-hmm. making that like heartfelt storyline um, where you have to like f- actually have emotional attachment to the characters and like develop that kind of like this could be a standalone and we wouldn't feel bad about it. Right. Um, so I feel like you don't have to know anything about X-Men to, I mean, you should know who Logan is, but I feel like most people know who Wolverine is like just because... So I feel like that one was probably the easiest one to like jump in if you haven't really seen anything in a while to be like, oh yeah, and like kind of f- develop that connection to the characters. 
But yeah, definitely Apocalypse was my favorite. Yeah. And that's the one that I always think of, too. Yeah. I was really concerned in Days of Futures Past the whole time. I was like, oh god, what are they gonna do? It was more of a, like, terror. Like, oh god, what's happening? They're gonna all die. They're gonna all die. They're gonna all die. They're still gonna all die. (laughs) (laughs) And so that one was a little too much heart palpitations going on for me to, like, really enjoy it. But it was good. They're all good. I mean... The original is not so good anymore, but it's worth watching if you've never seen them, just to kind of know where we came from and to appreciate right. the new stuff. So. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. That is all. That's awesome. all I've got for you anyway. All right. So just want to put this out there. We um, we kind of trying to figure out schedules uh, lately with getting all the guys together to put a, together an episode. Uh, with weddings and a bunch of other things planned every other weekend, everyone's so busy. Yeah. It's hard getting you know people together. So I'm happy to be able to do an episode with my wife. Uh, You're welcome. She likes doing this stuff. It seems. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Just saying. I did my research. <laughs> so, <laughs> or maybe I'm not. You guys can tell me that too. It's fine. Yeah. I won't take it personally. But I think you did fine. No thanks. I liked it. All right, well, this is it for us down in our, I think we call this the Southern Studio. (laughs) Southern Studio. Yeah. I mean, close enough. Yeah, so uh, until next time, drink up, and you ruined it. It's a a saying. Until next time, drink up and geek out. And you you had to jump in and ruin. Shouldn't it be drinking, drinking it? Drinking something? <laughs> we, you know, drink up and geek out. This is how we always close it. Okay, I just, I know, I've heard it for years now. It just weirds me out. Because drink up isn't your slogan. It's D-go, not Duggo. Yeah, uh, this is the Southern Duggo Studios. <laughs> drink up and geek out. Remind everyone to drink up and geek up. Geek up? Geek up. Dugu. Dugu. It's our Dugu Studios. Dugo. Dugo. Dugu. All right. Peace.